Welcome to the Niches You. My name is Matt Gottesman at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 215 How to Find Your Flow State. This is uh, a very important and fun topic for me because have you ever noticed when you just are like your the information is pouring out, your communication is there, your creativity is on point, you're, you're deeply immersed in something and everything else drowns out, there is no past, there is no future, um, just that present moment, everything feels aligned. Uh, everything just feels, of course, in a state of flow, right? And we have that ability to tap into that at any moment, at any time. And this topic started because this last Monday inside of our weekly live calls, I'm going to leave, as always, I'm going to leave a, a link to that in the show notes. It's, it's under build one thing in the show notes. We have a creator artist entrepreneur community but it's really for anybody that's really looking to increase their 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 human performance um, in any area of their life creativity or business and we do weekly live calls that build upon each other well in january we were working on our goals for the year and we were using the 135 framework how do we actually know exactly what we're doing how do we measure it but after that it was Okay, well, how do we know ensure executing with good habits? And then, of course, how do we sustain those habits? How do we sustain a state of flow? And so on our call this last Monday, Derek Espinoza, who's our Monday Mindset Mentor, he and I, we, we run um, some, uh, some discussions there, but he, was, he leads them and he was talking about flow state. Well, today I want to talk about what is flow state, how you might be out of flow state, and ways to trigger flow state. Now, this is a much larger discussion. If you do jump in our community calls um, with the link, just know that there, Derek does a whole scientific and spiritual component as to like how, why flow state really, how far back does flow state exist? Um, and, and then there's a whole recording on the science and spirituality behind it. So, but I wanna, I wanna talk about these three topics. What is flow state? Why might, be, why might we be out of flow state? and ways to trigger flow state. And as Derek mentioned the call, this goes back thousands of years, right? This goes back to like beginning of mankind. There's a, there's a spiritual aspect, there's a scientific aspect. In the science, our bodies are this beautiful system that can receive information, you know, that uh, can um, uh, experience different emotions and different feelings when we are present, when we are doing things that are stimulating and uh, not inappropriate overstimulation, but like just from purpose-driven activities. When you, when you, let me see, when you integrate that from a spiritual side, right? When you cross-sect that with a spiritual side, what is spirituality? A lot of times it's tapping in with God and your intuition and uh, receiving your creativity and your guidance, and it just comes through you. It's not coincidental. So these types of things contribute to you having a flow state. It can be either scientific or spiritual. I say it's both. 
So um, I was doing a little bit of research on this. What is flow state? Let's talk about that to start. A person is in a state of flow when they are totally immersed in a task or activity. When a person is quote unquote in flow, they may not notice time passing, think about why they are doing the task or judge their efforts. Instead, they remain completely focused. And what's interesting about this is this is different than maybe doing a deep work session. Deep work is I'm going to push very hard for 90 minutes to get this thing done. Flow state, and Derek, Derek talked a little bit about that on the Monday call. Flow state is this magical like feeling of I can, I'm so immersed in this specific thing that I'm doing that I can see so many other things uh, that within it. Um, and I can create within this field and I am not distracted by anything outside of me. And the, it's interesting when you look at a lot of artists or creative type folk, um, you know, the, some of there's been music producers where they'll go 18 hours straight of complete flow state just because they're so immersed in their work at that moment. So flow state is different than like you doing deep work where you might burn out flow state you're just riding that thing out forever long that that can go. And it's a magical, wonderful thing. Now, obviously, everybody's got different constraints, uh, family, work, uh, hours of the day, whatever it might be. Um, so, you know, it just, it, it all, that all can uh, be contributing towards the amount of time you can stay in a flow state. But at least we're going to talk about how you can trigger a flow state. But we're going to get into that here in a minute. What is a flow trigger? So Stephen Kotler, who is a, a really big educator and researcher on flow state, just Google him, says that flow triggers are psychological, environmental, or social factors that can enhance the likelihood of entering a state of flow, leading to heightened performance, engagement, and overall well-being. So some could be an external factor, which we're going to get into, um, like listening to music or the right kind of music that just like that, boom, you're in a state of flow. Your creativity is flowing. You think about um, all the solutions to the, the things that you're trying to build uh, or to create or to a problem within your circle or, uh, you know, a solution just to anything. You could be listening to music and just like that, you're, you're immediately in a state of flow, right? Uh, it could also be something, uh, we're going to, we're going to talk about all these internal ones. It could be that you're very clear on a goal and suddenly you want to move. You're finally clear on a direction, right? You ever feel that way? Like you ever make that decision and you're like, oh, I want to move on this. That is a state of flow because it was triggered by a state of clarity. You took time to actually look into what you would like to do with your time, energy, money, you know? So um, he also gives this example I love. He says, have you ever experienced a runner's high? That peak state is the result of dopamine and norepinephrine cycling through your system. So here's the science side, right? These internal, um, uh, you know, chemicals that are working throughout your body and giving you, uh, they're, they're driving focus, excitement, and engagement. That is creating flow. And he says, simply put, running to overcome your limits is a flow trigger that helps you achieve a runner's high or your flow state. So why might you be out of flow state? Let's talk about that for a few minutes. So we just talked about what is flow state. You've all inevitably at some point 
been in it or experienced it. It doesn't have to be just for your work. It can be for you just being very present. Uh, there's no past or no present at that moment. Or it could be um, you just had the perfect communication with the person, uh, with a spouse or a loved one or a business partner or your boss or your employee, whatever. There was just, it was perfect communication. You were in flow. Why might you be out of flow? Well, there's lots of spiritual and scientific components to this and we only have so much time because I try to keep these fairly <laughs> you know uh, um, you know short to the 15 to 20 minute mark again please jump into our live community calls would love to have you there because we go much deeper into the science and spirituality of it but some things to think about one disconnection from yourself right disconnection from yourself from your heart from your intuition from your soul from God what might cause that disconnection distractions boredom anxiety. There's a really interesting graph uh, that Derek presented to the group that I, I can't necessarily show because I'm, uh, I'm not doing video on these yet, um, doing the audio, but it's a very interesting graph because um, it, let's say you have like an X and Y axis and one is challenges and one is skills. And what it's talking about is, have you ever noticed that when you want to try something new, um, let's say you're like, you know what, I need to do uh, these new things. Um, I need to, let's say you're like, I need to build a website for my business. Well, that's going to require maybe a few skill sets that you didn't previously have. All right. So what might make you stall? the anxiety of not knowing what the skill sets are or even attempting these new skill sets. So anxiety sets in. So you may stall on doing that and it takes you out of a state of flow. In uh, conversely, let's say you already know how to do certain skill sets. You've been doing them for a while. Nothing's really changing. You've kind of gotten to the status quo and now you're bored. <laughs> and so you're not really, you know, doing much in that realm and you're bored. Now, what's interesting is one is a state of anxiety because you have to um, basically learn some new skill sets. The other one is, well, I've already learned the skill sets. I'm not really doing anything new with them. So I'm bored. So a flow channel is basically in the middle of these two states. And so I wrote these out very succinctly. And here's what I said. Let's say you want to do new things and it requires some new skills or information you weren't privy to beforehand. You might find yourself in anxiousness. Let's say you've been doing something really well and you're hitting a stage of stagnancy and you're almost too comfortable. You might find yourself in a state of boredom. Well, in the middle of those two is a flow state. And the way you find it is, it's your ability to increase the challenges to your work. So you're bored. You're like, you know what? What can I do differently to be more creative and expand in what I'm doing with my work? When you start increasing the challenges to that work, what you're going to automatically do is increase your skill sets to meet those challenges. Let me give you an example. Uh, I don't just do business and marketing. Uh, as many of you know, I'm a writer. I love writing and I love doing content creation because I love uh, communicating to all of you the world online. However, 
I, uh, I was at times getting a little too comfortable with my content creation because it was very easy for me, but I wasn't doing anything new with it. A, uh, I was feeling a little stagnant and not really bored, but a little bit stagnant, but there was a little bit of boredom in there. And so I wanted to find new ways to expand on my work. And I started researching what other creators online were doing. And I really liked the way they were doing it. And they were also growing their audience in new ways. And I thought, what a great way to communicate my work to the world great now here's the thing i'm not a videographer i had no real video background <laughs> so here i'm about to increase the challenge to my work but i didn't know video which is really what i wanted to do to bring that that element to my work okay so i had to learn more skill sets around video how did i do that I simply started Googling and YouTubing and watching how to do it and started figuring out how to recreate what I was finding others do. And what I noticed is the anxiety of video started to go down because I was just in the action of doing it. And at the same time, I was finding new ways to deliver the, the content and new audiences and current audiences, all of you, were finding it and um, letting me know how you felt about it. That's really cool. So I was basically finding a flow state and I felt it. And in doing so, I even increased 80,000 followers on Instagram in the last three months from that. Not to mention, I've doubled the amount of subscribers to this podcast and I've tripled the amount of, um, of subscribers to my email list, all from increasing the challenge to my work while increasing my skill set to meet those challenges. So I found flow state in my work, right? And it's not just in our work because like, let's say you're in a relationship, maybe you're a spouse and you don't wanna to get too comfortable where you're not constantly improving on yourself. So like, what's a new area of your life that you can improve upon? And then what kind of skills that you didn't previously have that would help you improve upon your expansion of you as a person? How do you think that that flow dynamic for you would then end up um, flowing over into your relationship do you see why this is so unbelievably important flow state is like is everything um and we have that ability to make that happen more now ways to trigger flow state there's a lot of information on this in fact it's funny i tried re recording this episode a, a few minutes ago and i was like um there was so much information that I was like, no, 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 no. Maybe we'll do like a part two or part three on this. Again, if you want, jump into the community talks. Derek really delivered this very well. And there's like recordings on this. But um, I want to talk about ways to trigger flow state. And I'm going to try to do this as succinct as possible. And then maybe we can do a further episode, uh, another episode on this. But first, I'll just say, what is a, what are flow triggers? As defined by Stephen Kotler, he basically said, they're just preconditions that allow you to induce a state of flow, a process we like to refer to as hacking flow. Um, basically, they categorize this into two different, you have stimulating neurochemicals like dopamine and norepinephrine in your body, right? So stimulating something. So you do a, 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 a task that um, enhances concentration and engagement. And that feels good. Because you're in it, right? Like, remember when I've used the the analogy of like, you ever just jump into, uh, you know, like you let's say you see you go into a garage and someone says you have the rarest Ferrari in the world, 
um, but it's all in pieces. But it's the rarest Ferrari, and you don't know anything on how to like put together a Ferrari. But you're like, here's the manual, here's YouTube videos, and then you just jump into it and you start building one little brick at a time. Well, when you're actually completing individual tasks, that stimulates dopamine. That's why it's good to have a mission. That's why it's good to have a project, right? Now, interestingly enough, the other type of trigger is reducing your cognitive load. Uh, any of you over thinkers out there or over analysis paralysis type folk, I know I can go into that category easily. I can think about a million different things. Well, the idea is you want to reduce the number of things we have to pay attention to at any given moment. And by reducing that or lowering that cognitive load, the amount of, of too many things to think about, we free up more energy so we can better use to focus on the here and now being present, right? So on one hand, executing certain tasks um, and, you know, even if it's they're very small, help stimulate neurochemicals or reducing the amount of things we're thinking about. Um, so we can be very present. You can see how they work together, right? So that's the first two things you can really think about is how do you have a project or something to focus on and you just do one thing at a time with it to help um, create dopamine. And Andrew Huberman had talked about this and I mentioned this on a previous podcast that he said that you don't want the dopamine that you get from getting the reward or the final destination. You want the dopamine. The best dopamine is from doing the tasks and having fun doing the tasks every day. So choose your tasks wisely, right? Versus just ones that aren't stimulating you and you're like this, my life is boring. Okay, how would you like to create your life? And then start working on those things. I know that as I work on my body, as I work on my home, as I work on my my desk setup at, at, at the house, as I work on my content, as I work on my business, these tasks, while sometimes push me a little bit, for sure, because I'm also having to require new skill sets, but when I figure them out, and I, I get a little bit further or 1% more, oh, the dopamine rush is, in, is incredible, right? So he talks about types of flow state triggers and we're, I don't wanna go too long into this because, um, because we just don't have enough time for that. But he essentially talked about internal, external, creative, and group. Put simply, Internal are like psychological and cognitive factors um, that spontaneously lead to a state of flow during activities, like completing a challenging task, right? External ones might be something like listening to music that all automatically puts you into a state of creativity or focus, right? Any of you ever felt that you hear a song or a certain type of music? Uh, it could be classical music or EDM. Classical music is known for doing that. It puts you in an instant creative state, whether you know it or not, even if you're not into classical music, right? Then there's creative triggers. Um, that's come from when you uh, immerse yourself fully into some sort of a creative process. You're trying to design something or write something or create something from scratch. And then there's group flow triggers. <clears throat> and group flow, you all know this one. You ever be talking to a, a group of people and you all just share so many innovative ideas and, they, and your juices are flowing and afterwards you're like, oh wow, I know exactly what I wanna do. I can take on the world. I can take on these projects. And you're just, you're flowing. Conversely, you ever notice when you were talking to the wrong people, they're chaotic, they're disruptive, they are disconnected, they're all over the place, they're complaining, they're whining, they're all these different things. They affect you. They affect you. So these are things that you want to learn. External, internal, creative, and group flow. Like you want to know when these things are happening. And for the sake of uh, just this episode, 
I just wanted to talk about some of the internal flow triggers, which, uh, which Stephen goes over and he says, there's passion, purpose, and curiosity. There's autonomy. There's complete concentration. There's immediate feedback. There's clear goals. And there's challenge skill ratio, which we really already talked about challenge and skill, right? That's, you know, well, we'll get to that. So to end on this episode, what I'll say about each of these real quick is because there's a lot of information on this. And if you guys want, reach out to me. Maybe I'll do a, a part two on this. Passion, purpose, and curiosity are psychological elements that serve as powerful flow triggers, driving you to experience heightened engagement and enjoyment in your work. So passion is deep, fiery connection to a specific activity. Uh, it sparks an intrinsic motivation that propels you to wholeheartedly immerse yourself into the task at hand. I am very passionate about my writing. I can just keep going. Now, also, purpose is giving meaning and significance to the actions and goals. I know why I'm doing what I'm doing. And curiosity is sparked because I want to figure out to the depths of something that I really enjoy, and it's attached to my purpose and passion. Right. So when you he says when you have the triad of passion, purpose, and curiosity, it creates a formidable fusion of flow triggers. These triggers help boost intrinsic motivation. That's why even when I'm really burnt out, I'm burnt out not from um, doing the wrong kind of work. I'm burnt out from doing the right kind of work, but I need to rest. But I, but it, the burnout doesn't stay because I'm intrinsically motivated. I know why I'm doing it and I love it. The second one he brings up is autonomy. And this is a really interesting and powerful thing. Um, as he describes autonomy, having the freedom and authority to make your own decisions. And, uh, and, this, and this also goes along with clear goals is the third one. Okay, why is this important? Well, clear goals, setting well-defined and specific objectives that provide a roadmap for your efforts. What happens when you set, uh, when you become clear? You have direction. You have something to aim for. That initiates a form of um, flow or uh, direction or dopamine within you. And it also, you know, he also brings up autonomy. And I love this, having the freedom and authority to make your own decisions. Autonomy is so important. You have to learn to source within. You have to learn to make good, clear, discerning, intentional decisions. You will be less concerned with the external world when you have an internal relationship with why you're doing what you're doing, what you want to be spending time on, where you want to be spending your time and energy and money and efforts and all that. You know, what what makes sense for you? What doesn't make sense? That sense of autonomy gives you almost a sense of control, at least for your own actions and direction. Um, and that is a form of flow state of, of, of dopamine that you're also receiving, right? Like even when external things happen to me because life is unpredictable, I have so much autonomy in my decision-making because I know what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And I feel so good by my work and my direction. Now, yeah, there's a, there, you know, have I come a long way? Yes. Do I have a long way to go? Yes. But that's the journey. But there's so much autonomy in my decision making and it feels so unbelievably good. So that easily triggers flow state, right? And that's why uh, he also brings up a complete concentration. You can achieve complete concentration, also known as deep focus or immersive attention when all your mental resources and attention are focused on a singular task. Find a singular task. 
just one thing, leaving no room for distractions or divided focus. Just one thing. So you can eliminate external interference. You can design a conducive environment. You can develop strong focus habits. You can cultivate mindfulness and being fully present in the moment. These are different things to get you complete concentration. Another one that he mentions is immediate feedback. Seek out performance uh, from mentors or from your followers or from the consumers of your work because what happens is they're giving you information. It's almost a signal to like your output. That's incredible, right? It's so incredible and you're now dancing with your work. So immediate feedback is incredible. I talked about clear goals and then of course the challenge skill ratio, which is what I said you know, earlier on in this, in this episode when I was giving you the example of me, my writing, my content, et cetera, increasing that skill challenge ratio so that way it induces a flow state. I'm gonna leave it at that because I don't want this episode to get much longer, but hopefully this gave you some things to think about. Ultimately, ultimately, you wanna find what makes, what are the triggers in general that gets you in a flow state and something that Derek had talked about in our community uh, on Monday was a flow state journal. I, I won't go too much into those details, but I would love to have you in those weekly calls, but more or less, just because it gets a little bit lengthy, but more or less, take a week, f- just journal. When are you getting into a state of flow? What time of day? Was there a song? Was there an environment? Was there a conversation? Were there a group of people? Was there a thought? Was there an activity? Just journal them for a week straight so you can find what's triggering you into a state of flow based on some of the things that we just talked about here and then seek those out more. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning into every single episode. Again, you can find your flow state often as much as you'd like, and you can stay there and create it, make it sustainable. Uh, please check the show notes. Lots of great links in there. Recommended reading list. I will. So the link for for our live community calls, build one thing. I would love to have you guys in there. Uh, you, the first month is free, and you guys can cancel at any time. Uh, we made it so affordable, like ridiculously affordable. Three of us in there, uh, just uh, teaching, but helping everybody execute. We move like one singular unit as a community, and each week we have something new that we're executing and compounding. On on our previous week's activities. That's how we build on one thing. And the one thing is you. So appreciate you guys for tuning in. Please leave a five-star written review on Apple. Please leave a five-star rating on Spotify. It helps expand the awareness of the show. I appreciate you guys tuning into every single episode. And until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember, you do not need to fit in. And you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been. Please share this with a friend and be sure to leave a rating and review. Your feedback means everything to me. And also, thank you for listening and supporting me. If you're new and you want to receive these the moment they come out, please text me 480-530-7352. Text me podcast. I promise to only send you the good stuff. Thank you. And until next time, I'm out.